Have you ever wondered how you drifted so far from God? Have you tried to evaluate yourself spiritually only to end up discovering that the fire you once had for God is no longer burning? I know it's a pandemic, but when you miss church services, do you ever get pricked in your spirit? Or could it be that you've grown apathy toward fellowshipping with other believers because of church hurt? Do you constantly ask yourself how and why you stopped praying? Was it a challenge that God refused to answer that took you off your path of chasing after God? If you've ever asked or pondered on these questions, then this is the right place for you. Today, we will discuss how we can grow spiritually and pick up our spiritual lives from where we left them. If you feel you've walked away from God, I want you to know that God is closer to you than you think. He never left you, and today he is about to restore the joy of your salvation and reignite your burning desire for him. Stay tuned. Welcome to Daily Declarations with Tyless Williams, where we speak God's promises over your life. I declare, I believe, and I receive. The first thing I need you to remember is don't beat yourself up. So you're not as zealous for God like you want to be or once was. I get it. But remember to give yourself grace. God is faithful. The fact that you're listening to this broadcast is signaling to God that you desire more of him. There are certain principles that will be established in this episode today to help you get that unction back for serving God. I will pray with you and declare blessings over your spiritual walk with God today. So first, you need to realize that salvation is not a one-off purchase. Though we have been bought by the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, we still need to continue to work out that salvation with action. Jesus has done his part on the cross, and the apostles and early Christians also did their parts diligently by spreading the gospel to every part that they could reach. So our part is to grow in God and also bring others to Christ. We cannot bring other people to Christ if we have not shown that we are also making progress in our spiritual lives because we just can't give what we don't have. Many of us Christians today erroneously believe that after we have given our lives to Christ, then that is all that we need to be saved. While others feel that it is only when we are faced with tribulations that we need to always come to God for help. Jesus died so he could mend the bridge that was broken between God and man when Adam and Eve fell by disobeying God in the Garden of Eden. This means that as we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are signing a contract of reconciliation with God the Father, and we need to work and walk with God closely so that we can successfully mend the broken bridge that sin caused. When you have a misunderstanding with a friend and decide to bear the hatchet, do you make peace by keeping a distance? 
I don't think so. You try to talk it out, right? And you try to become good friends again by constantly seeing each other. And that is exactly how it's meant to be with God. You do not keep a distance after you accept Christ thinking that's all you need. You have to continue to walk with God and listen to him at different times so he can guide your path. This is what growing spiritually is all about. It's about consistently building your relationship with God after confessing your sins and accepting him as your Lord. Growing in God, it doesn't make you infallible or without fault, but he keeps you on track um, and assures you that even when you sin, there is a loving father who is waiting for you to run back into his loving arms. While you were in sin, you didn't have anyone to run to um, when you were broken by your atrocities. You were all alone and you bore all your burden on your own shoulders. But in Christ, you have a father who has decided to bear all the burdens for you and to see to it that you are doing fine, which is why the Bible says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. From the story of King David in the Bible, we see that he was a man after God's heart. Now, this can be quite puzzling, puzzling because we see the many atrocities that he committed while alive on the throne, which included adultery with Bathsheba and the killing of Uriah. But this did not stop God from giving David, quote unquote, the man after my heart award. This was because David had a relationship with God, and it was a very cordial one. Whenever he sinned, he went back to the Lord and sought his forgiveness as opposed to running to hide as Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. David grew in the Lord and allowed him to order his path in all that he did, and God blessed him tremendously throughout his reign. Growing in God is very important in our lives as Christians because stagnation is not part of God's plan for our lives as his children. There are different ways to up our game spiritually so that we can be about fulfilling our mandate as children of God. You can grow spiritually by studying and meditating on the word of God. Psalms say that your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. The word of God, which is the scriptures, contains guidelines for his children to follow. And we have these instructions for our daily living. We have blessings also that are to be claimed in the word. What child would not take the instructions of the parents? It is paramount that we meditate on the scriptures so we can grow in God. Our growth in God depends on our appetite for the word. The Bible conveys in 1 Peter 2 and 2 that as babes, we should desire the sincere milk of the word. Hebrews 5 and 14 says meat are for those who are mature. Whether you are just coming to Christ or are a seasoned saint, the word of God is for your nourishment, to strengthen you in your weakest moments. 
hunger and thirst after it. Whether you are just scratching the surface off of a scripture or you're making a feast of various recipes with just one scripture. Be faithful in your study. Whatever level, whatever level you are on in studying the word of God, make that time with God a priority in your life every day. It could be for 10 minutes. It could be for one hour. Make a schedule for studying every day and ask God to reveal the rhema, the, the portion that, that stands out to you, that, that feeds your soul. The rhema out of what you read that keeps you going back for more. This is how you build your appetite for the word. The evidence of your spiritual growth will come through passing your tests and trials that arise out of your everyday living. For the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to your remembrance. Whatever he said to you in the word. Once you have the word embedded deep inside you and it begins to nourish the parts of your spirit, it strengthens you and, and becomes a weapon in your hand and in your mouth against any evil that confronts you. You will be unstoppable. The only way you can defend yourself, however, against spiritual attacks is to grow by consuming the word of God and using it as a weapon against the spiritual enemies. Learning how to use your tongue to speak God's promises over your life will yield victory after victory time and time again against the lies and projections that the enemy tries to overwhelm you with as you pursue progression in this life. <clears throat> in addition to reading the scriptures, prayer is an especially important tool in building a healthy relationship with God. Prayer is our communication route to God. We speak to him and hear from him through prayer. In Jude 1 and 20, the Bible says that we as believers should build ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. This means a Christian cannot build himself spiritually without prayer. How can you Build a relationship with someone if you do not talk to them. In prayer, you can tell God about your grievances and pains, your wins and your victories. You may tell him about a person who hurt you or somebody who did something nice for you. We can't talk about prayer, however, without talking about praying in tongues also known as praying in the spirit. When we pray in the Holy Spirit, we allow him to intercede for us in prayer. Holy Spirit speaks to God through our mouths when we pray in tongues. The word of God says in Romans 8 and 26 that likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered when your words fail pray in the spirit i'm gonna say that again when your words fail pray in the spirit. God knows what you need before you even know what you need. God knows um, what you need to pray for when you don't. And he will help you to pray if you let him through speaking in tongues. When we pray to God 
in tongues, we open a portal from earth to glory where answers to prayers come much easier. If you don't, if, if you don't yet have the language of unknown tongues when you pray, ask God to fill you until you overflow with the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues. The gift of the Holy Spirit is yours to receive, just like on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The disciples were prayerfully waiting in an upper room for the promise Jesus said would be there soon. They dedicated time during the day in a consecrated place to tarry for that, for that promise. And all you must do today is wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit because it is yours for the asking. He will come to you mighty and rushing like the wind to Feel you and cause you to speak in another in another language when you dedicate space and time to continually seek him. Once you receive this prayer language, you can use it every day as often as you can to build up your spirit on your most holy faith, like it is mentioned in Jude and Jude 20. Praying in tongues edifies your spirit and helps you grow exponentially and expand your walk in holiness into the supernatural of God. Praying in the spirit often opens the door uh -huh, for supernatural experiences with God. The scripture says, I have not seen nor ear heard all that he has in store for those who love him. But your motivation in prayer, it must be because you love him. The whole point of prayer is to be able to tell God what is on your mind, but also hear from his point of view. Many times we believe that all we should do in prayer is offload all our burdens and needs to God, then go away expecting him to just work wonders. But we forget that a relationship is two-sided. You must give God a chance to also say what is on his mind. It is by listening to him that we get to know him more and the relationship blossoms. We must learn to soak in his presence. We have to linger and wait for a period of time for him to answer. Uh, my suggestion, you can place prophetic instrumental music to set the atmosphere if you wish. Uh, but this is very important as it will help to fine-tune your ear to what God is speaking to you. It is important to note here that the Word of God also works synonymously with prayer. By knowing and consuming the Word of God, which is His Spirit in life, you can hear God clearer and through the right filter. Not, the, not that of your carnal mind, but the filter of the Word which you have made an integral integral part of your spirit through studying. Now, when we have intimacy with God in the place of prayer, we will, ha we will have trust in the Lord and we'll be able to tell him freely when we have done wrong. We will not cover our sins and hide from his presence because we've sinned, but we will come with penitent hearts to confess those sins and leave his presence feeling better about ourselves. We must confess our sins to God so that our relationship with, 
will continue to run smoothly because the Bible says that in the latter part of James 5 and 16, pray, the prayer of the righteous avails much. As we pray and study the scriptures, we should never neglect the gathering of the brethren. We should be sure to always meet with other members of the body of Christ. This will bring edification to us and we will be able to hear God's word and his promises for us. Having a tribe of spiritual like-minded people is pertinent in your spiritual growth. Whether you choose to fellowship with an online community or local church, you must not forsake yourself from gathering because there is strength in numbers. And where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, the Bible says, God is there in the midst. The Bible says in Proverbs 27 and 17 that iron sharpens iron, and so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Dearly beloved, even if you only have one friend you can share your testimony, faith, or a Bible discussion with, you must stay connected to the vine, which is Christ, through community and fellowship with other believers in God. Only Jesus is perfect, and sometimes we get hurt from being around other human beings who are not perfect. But we cannot let that detour us in finding the right group of people to be around who, can, who we can trust to help us grow in faith. We are not an island to ourselves. God created us to depend on one another for encouragement and support. Uh, Revelations 12 and 11 states that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That testimony is meant to be shared with others who can benefit from hearing. So you win and those around you win when you gather with other believers. When we grow in God and have a good relationship with him, we will exhibit the traits of the fruit of the spirit, which is in Galatians 5, 22, I'm sorry, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness and self-control. These traits are of God and it is only one who walks with God that becomes like God and exhibits his characteristics. And it is one who sticks with the Lord that will fulfill divine mandate and purpose. The fruit of the Spirit will help guide your relationship with other persons in day-to-day -day living and continue to help you know what God has planned for you. Now, I want to talk about fasting. You know, um, not a lot of people like to talk about fasting, but I believe it is an integral integral part of your spiritual walk when we when we fast we invite God to rush to the scene on our behalf what may would have taken God 30 days to answer um, may only take him five days to answer when we couple prayer and fasting Fasting accelerates the results we seek in prayer. We do not fast to manipulate God's hand, but we fast to control our carnality. Once we get us out of the way, that's when the fruit of the Spirit can have free course in us. 
you may want to start off slow if it's your first time fasting. And there are many different types of fasting, many different ways you can go about fasting. And you, you can do your own research on that. But the more you engage in fasting with the word of God and prayer, it will become a lifestyle for you and help you grow spiritually by leaps and bounds. Sometimes you might have read the scriptures, even tarried in prayer and fasting fervently on a particular issue of concern, but, con but answers don't seem to be coming as you expect regarding your supplication. I want you to know, not, do not be dismayed. Be patient and consistently do what God wants you to do. And I know that he will answer you in due time. Many times your breakthrough is exactly right there and you just need to push a bit more. Hold on a little longer to the horns of the altar of prayer. God will send the answer right on time. You see, when you make a demand in the spirit through supplication, the answer must come. Don't give up until you get your answer from God. The woman who went before the unjust judge in the Bible wearied him with her continual complaint until he confessed that I don't care anything about her situation, but because she keeps nagging at me, I am going to vindicate her cause. How much more will God vindicate your cause being his child, someone that he loves and adores and cares for? Stay at the feet of Jesus. Seek his face. He will surely answer prayer. God's plan is not for us to be stagnant, but to keep growing in him. He sees what we, grow, what we go through and has the solution to all our pains. You must go to him and he will give you peace and rest in abundance. Do not waste any precious time thinking of what the best decision might be because you know that following God is the right choice. Make the decision now and you will never regret, regret that you did. Jesus Christ is the friend we all need in whatever situation we find ourselves in. He is always ready to save us and guide us through it. All we need to do is open our hearts to him so he can take charge of it. You may, you may have discovered that your spiritual life has taken an unexpected downturn and you don't seem to have faith in God anymore. It is not too late to do right in return to God. God is still waiting for you with his loving arms stretched out for you to run back into them. What situation pushed you away from God that made you feel like he is not capable of taking care of you? I assure you that God is ever available to care for his own. Things might happen that we have no explanation for, but God knows what he is doing and he will sort everything out at the right time. All you need to do is rededicate your life back to God. Tell him about all that has been hurting you. Tell him that you're very sorry for running off and be sure to mend your relationship with all that you have heard today. If you feel you have strayed from the Father and want to get the fire back in your relationship with God, then pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I humbly come to you asking that you forgive me for my prayerlessness and lack of devotion to you. 
Your word declares you will not turn away a broken spirit and a contrite heart. I ask that you take the fragments of my broken spirit and mend the pieces together again. Create in me a heart that burns for fellowship with your presence. I love you, Jesus. And I want to start anew in my relationship with you. I rededicate my life in service to you in prayer and worship. I ask that your Holy Spirit guide me into all truth and knowledge of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations on your restart of your walk with God. May he strengthen, bless, and seal you until the day of his return. This might be your first time hearing about Jesus, and that's okay. You are not left out of this great opportunity. You can ask Jesus to come into your life and give him the chance to be the guide of your life. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I know that you are still interested in my life. I come to you today. Have mercy on me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. I give you my life. Thank you for always having interest, my interest at heart. You have, if you have said this, then I welcome you to this wonderful family of God. I want to remind you as you start this journey that growth is very pertinent. And you cannot grow if you do not have a good relationship with God. Be sure to study and meditate on the scriptures, absorbing the instructions set out for you and the blessings that are embedded in them. Lay off all of your burdens on God through prayer and do not forget to be patient to listen to what he also has to say because it is meant to be two-sided. Couple fasting often with your prayer and Bible study to give you that extra boost and remember to leave no sins in hiding as confessing your sins will give you victory over the devil. Join a good church or small group within your vicinity or online so you do not neglect the gathering of the brethren and be consistent in your service to God. As you have heard these words today, may you find understanding to it and may it mix in with faith in your hearts. Never forget, growth is important in whatever relationship you find yourself. And this does not exclude the relationship with God. Growth is a necessity in life the same way it is a heavenly criterion to fulfilling the divine mandate. As you grow spiritually, it also affects other aspects of your life positively. You will witness many changes for the better in your relationship with others. And I pray that we shall all find fulfillment in our obedience to God. Here is the declaration. I am one who seeks you, O God, who seeks your face, O even as Jacob did. My spiritual appetite is toward the Lord. My spiritual life is flourishing. 
every day with Jesus gets sweeter and sweeter. I declare that my walk with God is exciting and adventurous. I am always taken in the spirit and have supernatural encounters with God. Because of this, I will protect my relationship with God and ward off apathy. I am in love with the word. It is my rejuvenation and meditation all day and night. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daily Declarations with Tyless Williams. I hope something was said to uplift, encourage, and inspire you. If you would like to be a blessing to this podcast, please click the link in the description to support us. This will help level up our podcast with sound quality, editing, guest speakers, and more. Thank you for your continued support. May you continue to experience breakthrough in your life.